Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing. This is a special edition. Uh, this is a review, a breakdown of the congressional <laughs> UFO <laughs> hearing uh, that happened earlier today. Um, obviously, this is the first congressional hearing in 50 years. So, um, of UFO. Well, like 66? Yeah, it's something like ex- that. Excitement Crazy. around the UFO community. Uh, you know, socials were buzzing uh, with all this news, and we're going to talk about uh, everything that went down. Now, I know for, you know, we briefly talked about it last night in the case file. We were, I think I went into it with, you know, I, I pretty much lowered my expectations because I truly thought it was going to be a, we can't talk about that. We can't, we can confirm nor deny. Yeah. That's what I was going to thought. I, I literally, that's what I thought was going to happen. It was just going to be this big procedural bullshit and everyone was going to leave uh, less interested in UFOs than they ever have been in the past. <laughs> <laughs> and it exceeded my expectations. It was actually a really interesting um, this committee that formed the members seem genuinely interested um, in taking these things seriously. One of the things that took, uh, you know, that kind of stuck with me is I forget his name. And Good. he, Oh, he opened it. <laughs> he, Good Oh, he start. opened the, he opened the committee and he, he's saying that like, you know, these things happen often and frequent. And he goes, you know, we need to start taking them more seriously and we need to make systems in place so people don't feel the need, like aren't embarrassed to report them. And there's not this like fear to report them, which has been happening. Um, I, like I, I just, I really loved the opening with that. I thought it was really interesting. What do you guys think of it? Well, there's the, it start. it goes with this quote uh, from Ronald Moultrie, I think is his name. Top. Yeah, Pen- he's a beauty. Top yeah. Pentagon inter- intelligence official says, through rigorous analysis, most but not all UAPs can be identified. And that's, you know, that's what we're looking for. You know, the, not all of them. Some of them are like, yeah, that's a drone. Uh, that's a meteor. That's a satellite. Uh, that's a China lantern. But <laughs> there's a few that are like, we don't know what they are. And you're like, that's what we got to look into. Well, and then there, there was an interesting bit too, where uh, another guy was saying, like he was saying that, like, he's like, you know, like, I would love, he's like, you know, like I like aliens and stuff as much as the next guy, but like, I think this is important because, because we've, you know, people have been embarrassed to report these things and there's been such a like a stigma against uh, UAPs and UFOs that he goes, even if these aren't like extraterrestrial tech, this could be technology from Russia and China that we have no understanding of and we've been too embarrassed to even look at it. So we need to take all these things seriously because, you know... National security, baby. National security, which I really liked because by doing that, it's like by taking these things seriously and, and allowing pilots and stuff to report these things and without fear of being grounded or ridiculed and stuff... Uh, you know, maybe we will find out that a lot of this tech is tech that we've never seen before from other adversarial countries. But there's always a chance that there's going to be the ones where you're like, they're like, we don't know. Right? You can tell that they're taking it seriously because like last year, what they had, what, 143 reports? And now they're up to like, what, fucking 400? Yeah, right. since, like they, yeah. since they they've implemented a lot of the protocols that they said that they were gonna the fir- the very first thing they said last year was like they were going to stream actually I don't even that was before 
even the the last one that they before they actually legislated this into uh, into existence. I think the the office of the Navy of the United States Navy had already started uh, streamlining protocols to open up the the doors for the pilot, like especially pilots, um, not just pilots, but ground crew and everybody else too, but military reporting for these kinds of events. Yeah. I mean, like, why would we not want these reports? Like, this should be a safe place. This isn't World War II. Nobody's fucking cracking amphetamines and going for flights, right? Or at least we hope they're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's one of those deals that it's like, yeah, they've, they've, they've observed these objects um, or these events <clears throat> this phenomenon that have, that have been happening, they said that they've had um, at least was it? They said like eighteen specific events where they were like they were near misses uh, Ooh, with fuck. with eighteen's uh, a, a, a number that comes to my head. I might be wrong, but um, that they had had pilots, uh, you know, flying and, and they said I think they said most of these events have occurred like over tra- like training areas, and they were talking about non training areas as well. But they were saying they had at least uh, these reports of of these uh, like seemingly, you know, physical objects that had nearly missed these things. So, yeah, the, may, by making it a security issue and also a safety of our, um, you know, our United States uh, military members' safety, like, it, it destigmatizes this being like, look, this is a safety thing. Like, we're we're not, we're not getting, like... We want to document yeah, not, and organize your accounts, so don't be right. afraid to at least like, make, an, make a report about it. Right. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, they, they, I mean, they talked a little bit about like the um, uh, at least one of the one of the Congress members was was kind of cool when he asked him, he's like, I, I used to be a Navy pilot. He, you know, he brought his experience onto the table and he's like, you know, so I just landed. I saw something. What am I going to do? What does that reporting process look like? And they kind of laid it out like the the what the initial stages was essentially be is like, OK, during a part of your regular debriefing now is going to be like we're going to bring on the ship's uh, intelligence officer and they're going to bring in and come in and talk to you and then they have like a they probably have a new form to like fill out. They Um, don't just come equipped with like UAP whistles whenever they run into something they start blowing the whistle. (laughs) 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 Uh, Not yet. Um, That might be a change that they said uh, they specifically mentioned that they (laughs) I think they were pretty quick to mention uh, that the 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 current name of it, what is it? It's the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group, or AIMSOG, uh, is what Great. they're using. That's awesome. Well done. Well, well they said they're going to change. I don't trust it. They said the name is going to change. Yeah, they said the name is going to change. They said they're like, we're pretty sure that name's going to change uh, uh, once <laughs> they get everything kind of going. Um, yeah, they're like, our acronym guy wasn't here before we started this. <laughs> we just had to I go with what, what came to mind. Anything with aim in it gives me bad vibes. Uh, now, the other thing that he said along that lines of Dan is that, like, you know, these these fighter pilots and, you know, they, they train the same way they fight. And so some of these encounters are with these, you know, UAPs entering these training, restricted training spaces where they shouldn't be, right? And like, you know, kind of to your point where it's like it, it causes safety issues, right? Where it's like, if these things are coming in where we're, you know, our pilots are training, <laughs> one, you know, they don't respond, they, they they exceed our technologies. You know, it's it's a cause for concern, 100%. Right. Yep. Um, one interesting comment is they, they did ask about um, 
uh, one of the Congress members asked like uh, the question is like, have we have we have we tried communicating with these objects? Which I thought was kind of fun. Good question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was like it's a good question. He's like, have we tried communicating with them? And, I, and part of me is like, yeah, that's that's a good idea to try and communicate them. But I'm also like, you're flying at Mach two. And you're you're trying to like I, wave, I, yeah, like a wave. You know, <laughs> hey. it's like top. Did they? Did you try to shoot it with relations. your forty four that you, you keep in the glove bird? box? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and I thought that was interesting because uh, that did bring up the point where they were talking about how some of these objects they said that they had detected uh, radio RF, uh, like no. RF emanations from some of these like objects. You know, they're transmitting radio signals. In, yeah, indicating that uh, they didn't really say to to what extent or to how those radio the, that RF emanations were interpreted. Uh, that might be just something that they did in the closed session. Um, the specifically what we're talking about right now is the open session, which is the declassified stuff. Mm-hmm. And then uh, immediately following this, uh, which they've already had already, it was the closed session, which was going to be for the members of Congress who had the uh, the security clearances to um, to. Uh, Receive the reports from the uh, from the task force, uh, but talking about the RF stuff, they were saying that you know, the, it, it, to me, it kind of like first thing came to, ha- to mind was like you know, radio controlled, uh, you know, unmanned drones, whatever, like that kind of stuff or or things like that. But then they also said that uh, th- that perhaps like some of it is might indicate that they're trying to jam our like j- either j- like jam radar like j- like that kind of stuff, which you. Possibly, I mean, that's a thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, saying that you got these, it, to my, to my thing is like, is they are they are, are they trying to? Uh, I mean, you could have these things. It's some type of like unmanned drone that's that's designed for like radar spoofing. That's like you know, it can shoot out basically radar uh, radio signals, and then it you know it projects an image onto a radar. You know, you know, ghosts yeah. onto the thing. So right. I thought that was kind of neat when they talked about that. But then, yeah, it's um. I thought the hearing was is neat. Like it's it's a cool. It's it, al- a, it almost let out more. Yeah, like Braden said, it let out more than we were all thinking. <laughs> you know, right? There's like I found it, this. What's one quote very interesting? So I'm going to read it. It's from uh, Scott Bray, which is the deputy director of naval intelligence. Yep. Quoted as saying, "There are a small handful of events in which there are flight characteristics or signature management that we can explain with the data we have available." Those are obviously the ones that w- are the most of interest to us. He and then goes on later in the thing to say, um, "What does he say here?" He says, "It's not about finding alien space spacecraft." He had to like add that in quotes, but at the same time, he says that in the cases of the objects with unexplainable propulsion, kind of like you know the Tic Tac, the gimbal, the ones we've talked about. Mister Bray said that the U.S. is not aware of any potential adversaries with such technologies, at least that they're willing to admit. So like, but they see these things with this strange propulsion that seem to, if there was a human occupant, they'd be turned to mush by the G-force. So it's got to be some type of drone or technology we don't know about. And they're saying, we don't know, at least publicly, that they're going to disclose of any technology that exists in any foreign adversaries. So whatever, whatever these things, however these things are flying, I mean, it's kind of like an easy way to get around it. Like, so if they, well, if someone I did think- have a drone like that, he's not going to tell us. But he's saying when, it's not an adversary. When, yeah, when he when he said that, I like I I think like it went on a bit further, or that it might have been a different part. But they were talking about that, and they were talking about perhaps like there are maybe not all of them again, um, but like a large number of them. Like they they could be 
Um, I mean, the important qualifier. It, there's a lot of qualifiers being thrown around in the during the the committee meeting, and it was like it's like with the data we have. So I think it's important to kind of say that it's like, uh, you know, they right off the bat they're like they showed a video of uh, like a one of the reports, like a video evidence that they had gotten with a report. Uh, that they had recently acquired, and it's just like a flash. It's just like something really quick. Yeah, boom. the flyby, the flyby video, mm. and they're uh, like, and it's it's so, it's like you, you can type that in YouTube, the flyby UFO video. It's so quick uh, of just like a uh, some sort of object zips past at, at unbelievable speed because it's going opposite <laughs> speed of the jet, so it's even worse, and it's it just seconds. Yeah, so they're saying you know a lot of times they're like that's all we have. We have that, and then they have nothing else yeah. to, to whatever. So they're like, it, it could have been an atmospheric it, phenomenon. It could have been an I like it better because it could have been he, anything. He basically threw up his hands. He's like, you know, to paraphrase, he's basically like, we're just like you guys. Like, we see this shit. We're yeah. like, whoa, we don't know. Like, that's it. We have nothing else to go on. Um, I did find it interesting that they did break down those triangle night vision uh, videos. Right. Yeah. And I believe we broke those down the exact same way fucking yeah. months ago based off a YouTube video of another guy doing it. <laughs> I'm sure uh, they watched that same YouTube video. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure they listened to our podcast and did, didn't give us credit. That's what happened. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. God damn it. <laughs> Where's yeah, my where's my check, U.S. government? He's check. like, I did a lot of research for this. I could have gone without the the ten or fifteen minutes of that guy asking uh, fucking Ronald Moultrie if he does cosplay because he likes science fiction. I was like, uh, yeah, that, I was like, I was like, really? Like, come on, dude. I was really? like, I was like, we got you don't an hour and a half here. Necessarily dress up. What is that? Come on, dude. Yeah, and like, he's like, that wasn't convincing. So, so let's talk more about your science fiction uh, interests. I was like, let's yeah. not. Yeah, because let's talk about <laughs> UFOs. He just said like he's like us. He's in, he likes sci-fi. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and then they go on the cosplay route. Like, just because you like science fiction doesn't mean I you're thought, I thought it was like funny fucking, that he mentioned that like members of his specifically members of his family don't believe the moon landing happened. Like they hey, still think that's science fiction. So uh, deep. I thought that was deep. Sing from hello from San Francisco. Cisco. Uh, there was uh, some some. Five bucks for some beer money. Oh fuck yeah! Thanks, Cheers, buddy. buddy. I don't. I don't have a beer tonight, but I will drink one in your honor. How about that? Uh, the the fucking uh, representative Gallagher, the guy from mm -hmm. Wisconsin. With I mean, he was tossing up. He was asking some fucking throwing some heat. Some legit he talked, question. He talked about Malmstrom, right? He was asking yeah. He was Malmstrom, he was yeah. bringing the heat. I was impressed. I I actually kind of enjoyed it, even though he's a fucking Packers fan. I was like, all right, this guy's all right. <laughs> he's coming on uh, McAfee show tomorrow. I'm excited. Yeah. To talk about this? Oh, yeah, for sure. to talk about the UAPs. They're all about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, we've, we, we've like mentioned it or we've talked about the Malmstrom event a couple of times, I'm pretty sure, over the course of uh, us. The Malmstrom Air Force Base? Yeah. yeah where we've the, talked you about had the, the alleged account of a UFO approaching a base and then or being uh, you know visually sighted by multiple witnesses and then having nuclear warheads seemingly deactivated within the base itself or, you know, having their, their launch capability impaired to some extent. Mm, right, right, um, right. And so he was, he was bringing that, that information up, which I was like, Hey, that's cool. That's neat. Uh, and asking the, uh, the, the two members of the, the task force, uh, kind of, you know, have you guys heard about this? Have you guys investigated this at all? Is this something you've investigated? Um, if that's and, real, there's no fucking way they haven't heard of it. Like, not <laughs> a fucking chance. Well, the, the, 
I would say like, yeah, now that it's been brought to their attention, that's something that's kind of neat. It's like, yes, it's been brought to their attention. If um, nuclear warheads were being deactivated and shit, like the entire <laughs> military, every part of the fucking, even you in the fucking bottom of the boat and the Navy would have found out about that shit. But that, yeah. that's, assuming, like, that's assuming that there is good documentation of that happening. That if there's, like they said before, you don't think they're sending that meeting. right up the flagpole the minute it happens? Oh, yeah. Like, there's no fucking way. Uh, the, uh, the other thing, sweeping that under the rug. I like that chance. they, they're, you know, they, the one guy asked the question, he goes, uh, one concern that I have is that this task force may lean into only looking into ones that they can easily explain. And he goes, I, like, what assurances are you going to give the public that you're going to look at all of these things? And he's like, we we want to look at all of them because we're looking at this from a national security standpoint now. So we want to figure out what all these things are now. So we're gonna we're gonna take an open minded approach to all these things. We're looking at every kind of um, hypothesis or theory on these things, and we're gonna look at all these things. So I, yeah. I like that answer where it's like you know because I was kind of worried about that too. I was like, well, you know, sure they're only gonna look at the ones with the mylar balloons, right? And they're like, and they said that they're like, you know, we're that's what we're working through is you know. Categories like no, they you know we can say that's mylar balloons, that's swamp gas, mm. that's Venus and Gatorade, hundred percent. But they're going to look at all these videos. But again, the one issue is that some of them, it's just these quick, you know, fleeting, fleeting glance of a thing where it's like they have as much knowledge as just someone on like a member of the public. Oh, right. they got to fucking, they have to bring in for sure. They got to bring in Tom DeLong and fucking Bobby <laughs> oh, Laser. Buddy, uh, how, you wanna, how? Hey, you want to talk about propulsion? Bring in Bobby Laser. He knows all about those fucking things. <laughs> hey, how about, uh, how hard do you think Corbell got that they name dropped him at the beginning yeah. of that? Yeah, right? Yeah. Megalithically. You know, he, yeah, he was just at home like, oh, yes, <laughs> I made it. Raging. Yeah. Um, um, he's got nothing I, for yeah, but I will, I will give, I, I think I can, I think you can give some credit to to Corbell and oh, people like you have to. Lou Elizondo. Yeah. Like you can give them credit for bringing these stuff up. Tom DeLonge and all them kind of still keeping it DeLong. in the the, the long, um, yeah. keeping it into the the public eye because you you might not have had any of this stuff kind of coming to a head. It's taken a while, uh, you know, it's, that this has all kind of happened, but kind of keeping it in the long run. That this is something that is. Um, it, like fundamentally, this is kind of the transparency we we should have had for a while, for so long. Yeah, um, you know, a tip. A tip was a completely secret program. Never saw anything about this. Uh, you know, you spent sixty million dollars. Like, why? Where? What were you looking at? Where are the reports? All that kind of stuff. It's just that kind of. This is, and they said that in the um, in the committee meeting, they kind of uh, talked about how this is this is the. This is the function of government oversight. This is this is what it should have. This is what it should be. Is that you have publicly elected officials bringing the concerns of citizens uh, to the front, and then you know legislating the the, the proper actions and uh, protocols into existence to to deal with this stuff. And I think this is a it's a, it's important. So I yeah I do think the, the you know the big UFO heads do uh, deserve a little bit of credit. <laughs> yeah. And, hey. yeah. Hundred percent. If you put in the time, regardless of what people say about like DeLong and To the Stars, they did bring those videos public first, right? And then a few years later, they're like, "Yeah, these videos 
are real and we don't know what they are. So like they did, if it would have turned out that they brought those videos and like all these videos have been doctored or altered and these are not real and we're not going to acknowledge their existence, it would have been different. But they're like, no, they're actually, uh, those are real events and we don't know what happened. We talked to one of the guys, we talked to Kevin Day on it, you know? So I just think, yeah. And I think like the way they ran a tip in the beginning, like back then still seems kind of shitty. So it's like, okay, so you guys put together this secret program, you contracted through one guy, one rich dude, and then you kind of took all your stuff and then Some you let him take it and then lock it up. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then you just kind of shut it down without even really doing anything. Like what, like we spent $60 million on what, where did that money go? That mm. to me is more concerning than, uh, than some other aspects of this, but uh, like I, I enjoyed this this type of uh, transparency being being put forth. That being like, okay, yeah. we have people who are in charge. They specifically asked. Um, I, I liked a lot of the questions that were kind of just like, do you guys have everything that you need in order to do your job? Like one one member of Congress was asking them, um, do you? Do you have all the clearances that you need? Are the other agencies that you are corroborating with, the other alphabets, the other, you know, D, uh, DIA, whatever, everybody. Space um, Force. DOD, Space Force. Like, like, do you have channels with these people? And are you being, uh, you know, kind of asking them, like, is anybody not cooperating the way that they should be? And they're like, no, we got a weird working relationship with everybody. Um, we've got everything. Uh, we found uh, I think they specifically mentioned like they're bringing in all kinds of experts, like a very, you know, everybody, like Braden said, they're bringing in a, a lot of people and they're kind of studying it from every angle. Uh, I think they specifically mentioned like astrobiologists and physicists and, you know, meteorologists, all these people. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, the, I think the whole kind of this, this meeting was just a really good initial kind of setting up being like, do you guys, do you guys know what you're doing and do you have the stuff that you need? Uh, the, the other thing that I like when I was kind of left with that I was like humming and hawing in my head is that like, you know, if these, you know, the kind of like what Zell said where they said like, you know, they're not aware of other technologies, um, other countries in possession of these kind of technologies um, that defy our kind of understanding of physics and stuff. Um, if they kind of suss out that these aren't, would they still even say that they're extraterrestrial? Because for me, I was kind of thinking that leaves the dope. Like they, I don't think they would because they don't know for sure. If they don't know for sure, it's easier for them to just say, well, hey, we don't know. We don't know. Right? And just leave it at that. But then honestly, when we, when we hear in the future and in these congressional meetings where they say that, we're like this, we don't know. To me, that's re like that's pretty big. Like to even just say that with those, like now that they're looking into these things, um, those are the ones where you want to look at then in kind of with more scrutiny. Where you're like, okay, well, fuck, even our government with this task force and you know everything at their beck and call doesn't know what the, these things are. Then those are the ones I'd be most interested in. Yeah, I mean, I guess the implications of admitting that are pretty big, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. in the in this in the committee though, they also said like, well, I think they were asked like, have you recovered any extraterrestrial craft? And they said, no, in the simplest <laughs> terms. They're like, we do not possess any otherworldly craft, devices, creatures, and or propulsion systems that have been 
left and or crashed on the planet. Well, that much. the people in that room are aware of. Until they went to the back room in the secret committee and they went, yeah. <laughs> what do you think's right. in the what do you think they had in the back room? <laughs> a couple yeah. graves. Come check this shit out, son. <laughs> All right, you guys did good work. You didn't give us away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome to the club, boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's another important part where they were talking about the, uh, a lot of these. They said a number of these objects, like, they're like, we can explain a lot of these that seemingly are strange. They're like, we can, like, a lot of these reports, like, we can explain them. Uh, we can't explain them in the open session because we don't want other countries that are potential adversaries to know how we know yeah. what we know um they're saying you know t you know certain types of sensors and uh they're kind of like reconnaissance abilities like you don't want anybody and i think we talked about that one or um we've talked we, about we that talked a, few, a, about a that. few times about like yeah if we how we know stuff we wouldn't want to let our adversaries know how we know because then they know how we know. Okay. So they're going to yeah. try and counter. So they know <laughs> that we know that they know that we know. But exactly. See, but <laughs> and right. again, the the downside for me for that is that also kind of leaves the door open in my mind of that we know what all these things are, but we don't even want to say that we like if we like we don't want to say because we know Russia and China has this tech. And we know, but we don't want them to know that we know. So it's like it's it, this is all that a big we know that facade, know that we know. right? Like that's what that's what I kind of worry about is that it's like we're not giving any information, and this is just to further kind of you know make it seem like we don't know what they have and what they're capable of. Because you know it's like Annie Jacobson proposed that Russia is light years ahead in aerospace engineering um, after. Uh, Operation Osvaikim, and that the Is Roswell that the girl crash. Wrote the book? Yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. and that was the girl, and like the Roswell crash was actually a craft full of Russians. Like it was a Russian Russian crash. children or something. Irradiated yeah. Russian yeah. mutant kids, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just. I'm and my guess is they drove it too fast, hit some G forces, and all turned into mashed potatoes and crashed into Roswell. And they launched they launched well, it off a sub off the coast of like San Francisco. After yeah, no, a, a spaceship filled with kids crashed. Yeah. You don't fucking say. Yeah. <laughs> no surprise uh, here. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that is going to be uh I like they like they said they were they're still technically a little in the early days of this task force. Like it's just been formed. Um they just named the head of it just a few days ago before this meeting. Um and uh I, I thought it was there's some people out there that are kind of being like, you know, why now? Why are they doing this meeting now? You've got all this other stuff going on in the world. You've got war in Ukraine. You've got food shortages. You've got all this crap, you know, and it could it could seemingly to some people be interpreted as they're trying to bury this in the news or stuff like this. And a, a, the easy, the simplest answer is like this, this meeting was scheduled like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, they, they legislated the task force into existence. They gave it five months. It's, it's back there in, in the, like I remember reading in the committee notes, like the actual deadline, they're like, you got five months from here to give us a report uh, about what's going on uh, and and the thing. Because I think there are, when they brought the task force in, they said they basically, they have to give them like an annual report and then they have to also like have like two semi-annual reports. So twice a year, they're supposed to report their findings to the Senate Intelligence uh, right. uh, select committee or whatever. So, but it's going to be neat if they keep having these open ones because then this will be kind of neat. I mean, every year you'll have a something, you know, that this will be kind of neat to to kind of see how it shapes up. 
like I, I think it's fascinating that it's just kind of become, you know, this is just a part of it now. This is just kind of a normal open thing, or it's become kind of almost mundane. Oh, it's, it's, it's more like it's more in the pop culture now. It's like you know, it's more out in the open. Like yeah. they said, there, there. It's time to bring this kind of program like out of the shadows. It's not a project well, blue book. What, it's not. And they said, they said, they said, they're like, yeah. they're like the, this, like what we're talking about here is a, f- a huge interest to the public in our country. Like, yeah. uh, and it is like, it's in pop culture and media. It's, it, it's everything. Everyone's interested in it. Uh, so it's, it's cool that, you know, with time now, we're going to see more and more and more UFO reports. Like you think 400 is surprising. I like, I can't wait for the next one where <laughs> We, we, you know, these reports are through the roof, right? And I'm sure, again, you know, we're, it's going to be 90% mylar balloons, but <laughs> the 10% that they don't know, right? That's, uh, that's I, I thought it was interesting. And I thought it was also kind of funny. They brought up the, uh, the idea of having like a cross, like a cross, uh, like between like a military and civilian like report. Cause like, do you have any, do you have any channels for civilian reports? And I know yeah, the guy he's is like, he's like, like, no, no, no he, why? he's like, he's like, why would we, I pay the $50 a month for my MUFON subscription so I can look through the database just like everyone else. <laughs> but it's like, I, I, there's no way they'd be able to do it. And I think, I think they kind of brought that up too. They're like, we don't have the resources to field the the number of UFO reports that you would get, which are a, a large majority are anecdotal, uh, experiential kind of reports that people are like I saw something, and so having that because that's kind of like I feel like that's that was one of Blue Book's kind of uh, it was kind of one of Blue Book's criticisms was like it was basically Heineck driving around the, the country in a, a beat up old shitty government car <laughs> chasing down UFO reports. And he's like, it's just me. It's just me going out and getting these reports. I get there like three days late. And then, you know, I got <laughs> farmer Bob out here saying he said something, he saw something weird and yeah. up in the air, like while he was drinking his homemade moonshine, like I, you know, I got to write all this down and then I got to submit this. So hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it, but it's it's neat that it's like this is an actual task force. They've got actual people. And they they've got the resources that are needed. They're they're really put, like hammering it's, out a a a standardized protocol of mm-hmm. reporting across uh, across organizations. Now on the topic of reporting, we got a question in the chat from Uncle Slam. He says apparently aviators now have instructions on their knee boards for reporting UAPs. Do y'all think that will make a difference? Um, now, I'm I'm going to say I think it will in the long run, but the difficult thing is, is there's, uh, you know, you have to change the culture. And the culture for so long, it's been stigmatized. Um, and, you know, reporting these things is risking your career or being ridiculed, right? And mm. uh, I don't, I think it's going to be a slow transition because those things are like, you know, it's government. You think the first guy's going to want to be like, you know, oh, <laughs> you know, if I report this, am I really not going to be ridiculed? Am I really like, is this not going to look bad for me? Are they just going to collect it? So I think, I think so for you the- you got to incentivize it. Well, I think for the first while, 
it's going to be slower while they change the culture of making it okay to report these things, especially when you're, you, you grasp it from like a national security, like we want to know what these national security standpoint, because we want to know what these things are and we want to study them just in case. So like, forget what we've been told in the past, you know, we understand that this was a Sigma and this was a real thing. That's out the window. We need to know these things and we need to know when you see them or you think you see them. Uh, yeah, one of the other uh, interesting points when a congressman brought up was the idea of having to field uh, false reports, like how to how they should be dealing with those. And they were talking about how, like, uh, he's like, is there a is there a thing in place for you know uh, some type of reprimand or something that's going to happen that people like field these false reports? And and they had actually, I guess you know at some point. Uh, the, the task force and their formation like kind of talked about it like trying to figure out like they're like it is a consideration of ours like it, there could be hostile uh, countries forces whatever trying to inject into false reports like this could possibly be happen and the congress is like well do you guys can you guys punish them or like can, is there going to be <laughs> any sort of punishment or, or any uh you know, can, can you do anything? And the guy was like, no, what would we do? Like, <laughs> he's just kind of, he's like, uh, you'd have to, you uh, would, ha- he's like, you guys no screen would have to, time for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you <laughs> guys it. would have Go to, to give room. us the power to punish people for making false reports. Like we don't have that. We don't have that authority. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Hmm. It's like, what? Like, uh, he's pretty goofy. Uh, yeah. It's it, all of it seems pretty it seems shaping up nicely. Like, it seems like I, it's a step in the in the right direction, in my opinion. From uh, from all the stuff you got in the past was always it's always ridiculed. Now it's like, no, yeah. that we do. There is some events that we don't understand the propulsion. Uh, we don't think it's we we like we don't. We're not going to tell us that it's adversaries. They're saying no. We no adversaries we know of have technology like this. So it makes it. It's those type of sentences, like those statements that make you that lead to wonder, like, okay, if it's not adversaries, it's obviously aliens. There's no other way around <laughs> it. Right? In my opinion. Has to be. I mean I mean you have atmospheric phenomenon, which could be it, it could be Sounds weather, like a weak ass weather yeah. events. Okay, so okay, flat earth Dan. All right, CIA uh, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've heard it all before. It's a so cloud. Not- Space cloud. Ball lightning, <laughs> man. Plasma plasma currents, like an electro. Ball lightning doesn't move fast though. How do you know? You ever seen ball lightning? Well, I've read all the accounts and sorry. We got another we got another question in the chat. We got another question in the chat from Ken Harrington. It's fast ball lightning. Uh is this really gonna change anything or is it a smoke screen? Um, if anything, I think this is slowly clearing the smoke screen. I think it's you know, if we have a if we slowly get a some sort of system in place where these can be reported and then studied. I mean, I, I think that will change things because for forever, forever, you know, we have friends that are pilots who say like, you don't report it. You don't, right? And if there's an avenue that makes that okay, then yeah, I, I think we'll see it. I don't think it's going to be, a, you know, tomorrow everything's changed, but I think over time we're going to see- Slow drip. Yeah, they did. They did mention that they do have a. Uh, in terms of like I said, they didn't really have an open line for civilian, but they did say that they are cooperating with the FAA. So they hey, do have the. There FAA, is an the open FAA. line for civilians. What are you talking about, Dan? Oh, they yeah, said yeah, there's an open. Jesus, there's an Not open <laughs> line for. Yes, there is, Dan. It's one eight three three seven zero three zero four two four. Fuck you, Sunday, call us. Sunday night <laughs> six thirty. You can right. call us and tell us all about it. 
Any yeah. story you want. <laughs> Any story you want. We will take on what the United States government can't, and that's reporting UFOs. You can report them to us. And then they should ship a proportional amount of tax dollars our way. Yeah, and we will uh, we will use our massive resources that we have at our disposal to try and identify that UFO that you have seen. We're gonna crack. We'll crack the case before we're before we're done here. I think. Um, but no, they did say that they like they are they're working with the FAA as well. So I would I would also th- th- hope that they are going to while de- destigmatizing this stuff in, in uh, relation to. Military pilots, civilian pilots as well, because I think that's something that's important. Oh yeah. Um, so well, what's the, that? The Japanese one with the airliner, like that was right. a crazy, it's insane one. That was a uh, massive UFO. So massive if they're having UFO. the FAA reports as well and being like, "Hey, look, civilian pilots, you know, you know, commercial airline pilots and that stuff. Like, if you're seeing something and report it to the FAA, it's going to get to us, and then they can, you know, they can bend the resource, they can allocate the resources in order to investigate these things. So I think. That's important as well. So it's just, I mean, the whole thing was they were saying that like we want this to be driven by our investigation into these events and this phenomenon wants to be as data driven as possible, and we need as much as we can get. So we're do we're 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 doing that. We're establishing those uh, you know as reliable data and as much data as we can get, and they're they seem to be doing that. That's Boom. the. Yeah, super cool. It's the first time since what was it, 1966? What was it? I must have been like, who was president? Ford, Reagan, Ford, Reagan, Reagan, Ford, Reagan. Anyways, it was like 66 was the last time this happened. Condor so report over 50 years ago. Uh, we're getting it now in our time. So we thought we had we had to touch on this topic quickly immediately after uh, this came out. Uh, we're going to keep our ears there. Maybe we can... Uh, Dan. Dan's coming back to the States, and he lives uh, close to D.C. I could so. show up. I could have went to that if I was in the States. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't you have any, don't you have some neighbors that are like high up, like some big senators or something you could just like, get on his, the podcast? His dad's or, a frog man. He can just dude, walk dude, right his dad's in. SEAL Team 6 or whatever. This is yeah. true. Uh, it turns out Jesse uh, Ventura was not a Navy SEAL. Yeah. They'll yeah, just pull it. me into the closed session. They'll just be like, yeah, you. you wearing that. Yeah, with, you with the hat. And... <laughs> yeah, and Dan gets back. Is that, getting, oh, is that legendary Bud Works kid? <laughs> Get him in here. <laughs> Give him a pass. Uh, so yeah, we live in interesting times, and I'm I'm excited to, it, to see more of this. What's going? Yeah, on. It, it's it, you know, and we're gonna cover it um, when these things pop off. These congressional hearings, uh, there's gonna be more in the future and stuff. Um, we'll probably cover them similar to this one. Just kind of review what's uh, said in them, uh, takeaways and whatnot, and uh, we'll go from we'll go from there. But it's exciting times for sure. Oh yeah! All right, it was a late night record, last minute. I had to get it in though, so uh, I'm pretty sure that is it. I'm sure more stuff will come trickling out as the weeks and months kind of go on after this. But uh, we'll keep our ears ears down. Yeah, and we'll try and. Uh, Try and get one of these motherfuckers on the show. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash alien theorist podcast. You can find us on social media anywhere, alien theorists uh, or alien theorists theorizing. Easy to find. And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. Peace. Peace.